Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8.57 a.m. and you are watching Aurora Weather here on Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. It's Monday, the 29th of February. January, I meant. Uh, we're moving ahead, but not that quick. We have the temperatures that you guys need. Once again, this weather comes from the National Weather Service of Chicago, delivered to you here on Aurora Weather. And good morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast and second largest city's first daily weather report, respectively. As you can see, we have the temperatures and what to expect from today all the way into Friday. Okay. Now, another round of precipitation tonight and warmer than normal temperatures will stick around through the week. It has felt very good and very warm the past few days. No more of that crazy cold stuff. When you go outside to throw out the trash before you call it a night, just got on some sweatpants and maybe a t-shirt. You can do that. Today, 43 degrees for the daytime high, 37 degrees for the daytime low. Areas of fog mostly this morning. Now here in downtown Aurora, if you're on Broadway, you can see the fog is definitely creeping in. You can only see about a couple of blocks in each direction. Tonight, chance of snow, or excuse me, chance of rain. Woo! Hold on. No snow. That's rain. 36 degrees for the nighttime high, 33 degrees for the nighttime low tonight. Chance of rain is coming in late. Now that will continue into tomorrow morning, 39 degrees for the daytime high, 36 degrees for the daytime low. In addition to that, there's a 40 to 60% chance of rain with a little bit of snow possible as well. So that's coming tomorrow in the daytime. Tomorrow night, 33 degrees for the nighttime high, 29 degrees for the nighttime low. An evening drizzle will bring us into Wednesday with a nice amount of sun on Wednesday. 44 degrees for the daytime high, 40 degrees for the daytime low on Wednesday. Now, it's going to be mostly cloudy. That cloud cover, rather, excuse me, will take us into Wednesday night. 36 degrees for the nighttime high, 33 degrees for the nighttime low. Now, what do we notice in our night times? We'll come back and check that in the recap. As we get into Thursday, 50 degrees for the daytime high, 43 degrees for the daytime low. Mostly cloudy on Thursday with some potential for sun. Now, I'm reminded of my ethnicity and culture. When it gets 50 degrees like that, somebody's going to barbecue. 32 degrees for the nighttime high on Thursday night, 26 degrees for the nighttime low. Cloudy conditions Thursday night, no rain, no snow predicted. Going into Friday, 42 degrees for the daytime high, 36 degrees for the daytime low on Friday. Cloudy as well, a little bit of sun. The potential for that does exist on Friday as we get into Friday night, 30 degrees for the nighttime high, 26 degrees for the nighttime low. Cloudiness will continue on Friday night. Now, let's, let's recap. Today, 43 degrees for the daytime high, 37 degrees for the daytime low, mostly foggy conditions today. Tomorrow, 39 degrees for the daytime high, 36 degrees for the daytime low. Do not forget there is a 40 to 60% chance of rain and snow tomorrow. Wednesday, 44 degrees for the daytime high, 40 degrees for the daytime low on Wednesday, mostly cloudy, a little bit of sun. Thursday, 50 degrees for the daytime high, 43 degrees for the daytime low, mostly cloudy conditions as well, a little bit of sun will continue. Going into Friday, 42 degrees for the daytime high, 36 degrees for the daytime low on Friday, mostly cloudy conditions on Friday. That sun will remain the possibility thereof, and we can only hope that it increases. Once again, this is your morning weather report here on Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We have a fantastic show for you this morning, another double feature. And once again, we're at a brand new time from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Our first guest is Minerva Kalatayud of the Women's Business Development Center. And our second guest is Brenda Rogers, realtor and candidate for Kane County Recorder. Let's do it. 
Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8 or, oh my goodness gracious, it's 9.02. <laughs> New time, 9.02 a.m. You are watching and listening to Good Morning, Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. It's Monday, the 29th of January, the first month, and a brand new year is about to end. I feel motivated and uh, I feel well this morning. We have a great show for you guys today. Our first guest is Minerva Kalatayud of the Women's Business Development Center. How are you feeling? I'm feeling great. Thank you. All right. You. Good to see you. It's Good to see you. Starting of the week. Absolutely. See, the, and this is the, that's the thing. That's the, that's why we do the, the Monday interviews and that's the, the special part of it. You know, starting off the week with a new message, a new focus and a that's new disposition. Right. Um, we're going to be talking about the Rise Up Start Your um, Child Care Business six-week virtual business cohort as yeah. well. Um, but there was also an event on Friday at the Women's Business Development Center. Tell us about that. The event that happened last week, yes. you mean? Yep. Oh, we, it was a wonderful event. It was actually Saturday, and it was uh, in partnership with the YWCA. Okay. Uh, they do an annual event. It's called the Business Savvy Saturday. Okay. And uh, we presented emotional intelligence. Oh, this was a great topic. EI, yeah. EI, emotional intelligence, and how to find how to be an emotional intelligent leader. Good. So um, we had about fifty participants, and it was uh, mainly for the childcare industry. Good. So this is uh, an excellent. Um, 
uh, it's it's very important for the for people in any business and even people that doesn't have business that they understand their emotional intelligence right. and they they work to strengthen that so they can find their superpowers. Good. Good. That's really good. Yeah, emotional intelligence is important. Um, if you guys see any cool tips or even there's quick online courses, too, that you guys can take on emotional intelligence. Uh, some of them are from prior university. So um, check them out. Um, prior learning, rather, online. Uh, really cool stuff. So um, we're going to be talking about the six-week virtual business cohort um, at the Women's Business Development Centers every Thursday from 1 p.m. To 3 p.m. Uh, and it starts February 8th and goes to March 14th. What are the benefits um, of this cohort for those who are interested in learning more about childcare? Well, this one is, is uh, we are focusing on uh, people that are interested in starting a childcare center or okay. a home daycare, but also people that already have a home daycare and a ch or a center that have been in business less than two years. Mm -hmm. It is a, it's always good to learn how to do things better, right? Absolutely, and, you and can always do better. I love yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's, that's a fact. <laughs> so we go from what do you need, the basic foundation, what do you need to start a business in, in childcare, but we touch on what is the business concept that you want to have? So do you want to be a childcare that is focused on uh, technologies and, and STEM, or do you want to be a childcare that it's all about learning w w with games, or right. you want to be a childcare that is the place where uh, the kids are going to be um, loved and cared, mm -hmm. but that the parents doesn't need to worry about. So you need to decide what is the business concept of your business. And we start there. Then we teach them how to pitch their business. We teach them how to market the business, the basics of how to meet all the, the regulations that are necessary, how mm -hmm. to hire employees, and of course, finances. We always have finances into the cohorts. Absolutely. So the Women's Business Development Center, for those who are um, unfamiliar, and I don't know why you wouldn't be, they're always on our show and we always support <laughs> what they do. Uh, the Women's Business Development Center has this six-week virtual business cohort. Um, I'll read a little bit from it for the moment. Um, so gain business insight for your home or your center-based business, um, the WBDC. Proud to present the Rise Up, a challenge, excuse me, a child care business cohort tailored exclusively for child care entrepreneurs. Uh, good morning for just joining us. It's 9.07 a.m. Our guest today is Minerva Kalatayud of the Women's Business Development Center. And good morning, Roars, at a new time, 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. I was going to make a post about it last week, but uh, I got locked out of my canvas, so my bad, you guys. Javier Burgos, good morning. Kevin May, Tracy Duran is here. Good to see you. Norma Peterson as well. And Daniel Calderon, who will be doing the weather uh, on the show very soon. Uh, and Maria, good to see you guys. Good to see you. Scratch that. All right. Um, now, I wonder too, how many, and we've talked about this in, in some of our previous interviews, <clears throat> um, about how many child care providers of, you know, whatever stripe or level they're at are in Aurora. Oh, I don't have the exact number, mm -hmm. but there's several, right? Yeah, quite a bit. Yes. It yeah. must be more than. 70 100 it's big it's right big. right and for those and for those people who have those um those dreams about child care um some of them are l home based 
Yes. And their idea is to get into a center or open up a center. Um, and this is perfect for them to learn how to do many things like licensing and other things, right? Yes, this is like the first step. We ha we also have Elevate. Okay. Not all the home daycares necessarily want to grow to a center. Some people are fine with the amount of kids they can have. Depending on the license they have, gotcha. they can have different amount of kids. Uh, they can be a, a home daycare that it's only one person taking care of a few kids and they might be fine that way. Mm -hmm. There are other owners that they want to grow and they normally grow to a group, for example, where it's still a home daycare center where they can have kids in the morning, in the afternoon. Uh, so that's what the, thi the things that have they have to decide, and we are going to help them decide in this cohort, and we are going to help them have a business plan of how they want to move, a vision of where they want to go. Of course, there are many that, yes, after a certain um, when they get to uh, the maximum level based on the size of the house, the number of employees, uh, there's a limit of number of kids they can have. And then from there, if they want to continue to grow, they need to move to a center. And we can help them with that as well. And then we have Elevate, that is another cohort we will have later on in the year. Mm -hmm. But this Rise Up is kind of the foundation. Okay. Uh, understand who do you want to, what type of kids and families you want to have in your daycare, what kind of programs, and be prepared with a business plan and a vision and a mission for your daycare. It always behooves one to have a plan. I once heard it said that a plan without, a goal without a plan is just a wish. Yes. So having a plan is very important. But um, also the WBDC can help plan yes. you in your business or for whatever you're trying to do in many different things, not just with the Rise Up cohort that we're talking about today, in many different areas. And before we end, uh, we will share the information your contact information to how folks can get in touch with you. Yes. Uh, the time is 9, 10 a.m. I know what you're thinking. Curtis, you, it's usually like 8 to 9. No. No. no, no, no. <laughs> 9 to 10. Uh, Karina Suarez Darden, good morning. Jennifer Ryan Maiden, Robert Sturski, good morning to you, dear sir. Javier Burgos, don't forget, Java Plus, 1677 Montgomery Road in Aurora is your place to go for good coffee. Abrego Luis, good morning to you. Um, Corinne Pirog, good morning to you as well. And uh, so good to see all of you great folks. Okay, now we do have the um, uh, flyer. We're going to put that up on the screen. Alex, if we could please um, we got the flyer for the cohort so there it is right there now um, ladies and gentlemen you guys are gonna see this shared on our Facebook page also our LinkedIn and uh, our Instagram bottom right hand corner is the QR code for you to scan and also bottom left hand corner is the uh, application link as well the deadline for uh, for applying rather excuse me is February 6th uh, of this year so please go ahead and apply once again this will run from February 8th to March 14th. So when you see that flyer, uh, we encourage you to go ahead, sign up, and apply. For I this. forgot to say that this one is in English and it's virtual. So okay. The, another thing is that we are going to have some great presenters. We are going to have uh, Noeli Serna, uh, that people in Aurora Hold are on. familiar with her. Noeli Serna, don't tell me, she is a uh, paralegal. 
Yes. That's right. Yep. Yes. We interviewed her. Yes. Yes. She's cool. Noelle yes. Cerna. Yes. She's awesome. Great people. Great people. Yes. Her family owned a restaurant where I, where I grew up at. Ah, yes, yes, yes. That's, so that's, she that's will be there talking about legal. Uh, that this is very important for yeah. people to to understand how to do contracts for the parents, to, to do contracts for the employees, to decide what legal entity you want to be. Right. Uh, all these things are very important. Mm -hmm. uh, and she will be there. Yeah, Noelle Cerna, she's a great person. Yeah, she she's is. she's really cool um, people. At, yeah, her parents, um, boy, that brings back good memories, too. It brings back really good memories. So there's a restaurant where I grew up at, man. It was so good. Her family took that restaurant over and brought it back to, to really good life. So shout out to the Cerna family out there in Harvey, Illinois. Um, okay, 913 is the time. So a um, couple more things um, that you guys can expect from this great six-week virtual business cohort. Program participants, as Minerva just said, will follow a step-by-step -step process to develop a business and marketing plan, policies and procedures for their child care business, a parent handbook, we can always use those, and a sound <laughs> understanding of business financials. What's in the parent handbook? How to keep your kids they have sleep? <laughs> the, par the participants are going to do their okay. own parent handbook, but uh, yes, uh, it, it has everything from at what time they need to bring the kids pick up okay. if they don't pick up at time what happens right uh, what they expect from the parents because uh, it's very important in the education of the kids that mm -hmm. there's a collaboration between the parents and the, the oh, daycare absolutely yeah yeah it makes it um I've wondered on the outside looking in at this I've always wondered like how because you know my son's 11 now so when I had to use um daycare for mm -hmm. folks or, or they were friends who own daycare business shout out to Gram grandma bears daycare here in aurora um i've always wondered like what it could be like being the daycare provider mm -hmm. and also dealing with so many different parents personalities yes. right the kids yes are like their parents different, you know what i'm saying yes. so like what is that like and and how to navigate through that but i guess that's the benefit of uh Emotional intelligence also Correct. with other things, right? Correct. That's what yeah. I was going to say. Is how do you handle challenges in situations uh, or very good situations, exciting situations, right? Right. Uh, you need to think before act, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> and you need to know yourself first and, and know what are you capable of doing and then whatever you think are weakness, mm -hmm. then work right. to um, be better. Now, are you leading the cohort? Yes, okay. we are, I'm leading it together with my colleague Yvonne Villalpando. Okay, Yvonne we are, Villalpando. We are a group of four. Okay. So, is Kristen going to be involved as well? She is. Shout out to Kristen Gehrig, who yes. is also a member of the Women's Business Development Team uh, Center, rather, and um, awesome people. Now we have. So you ladies are coming back on. You guys come on to the show uh, once a month to talk. Well, more times yes. than that, but uh, to talk to us about things going on. Um, of these virtual business cohorts that have been going on, can you tell us some of the success stories? Yes. Um, well, perhaps without giving away their information or you know the names or anything like that, but just um, I guess like how things have gone for some for some of the businesses or individuals. I we have many success stories, and so in in terms of childcare, what we see is that they they start realizing that they understand their numbers mm -hmm. or they need to find a better way of manage their business or they get ideas from others 
the connections between the participants is a big thing because they start becoming a community uh, as they go through six weeks together and they listen that not that it's very common to have the same challenges right. and listen how others uh, have solved them or new ideas that is one of the big things of our uh, cohorts the networking the connections right so um finances is always a big piece they don't realize the importance of understanding that number so or maybe they realize but now they know an easy way of doing it right another big thing is that they realize they need to have a team in place that they cannot do things by themselves all the time so those are big things that uh, they always get out from our cohorts seems like maybe sometimes the average business owner didn't doesn't know that or even think about that when they start yes or they 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 are afraid to spend money right and they prefer to don't hire an accountant don't don't hire a marketing person because they don't want to spend the money but they have never forecasted or put put it in a budget and right. see maybe I can afford that because if you don't use it, it mistakes can be very expensive later oh yes absolutely absolutely yeah it's um uh it's always better to to do things right um do things right the first time you know take that take that step or whatever mm-hmm. the case may be even if it seems elongated take the step now to do it right as opposed to coming back and trying to fix it um as we mentioned when we started this conversation you could always be doing better part of that starts by doing it right the first time um (laughs) not necessarily (laughs) yeah true true i mean there is the you sometimes you got to learn yes and those mistakes will will fuel you and uh and uh, let you see what you need to be doing and and get better so uh, mistakes are learning tools yeah they gain a lot uh, gain a lot of confidence self-confidence on on these cohorts we teach them how to pitch their business that Mm -hmm. is very important to to be able to say to the parents that are gonna that are searching for where do you bring your kids that they understand clearly the benefits of their home daycare sure Uh, right of that center of that child care home child care center um it's very important they can ex- say in a few words what are the benefits mm. um so the now to say in a few words what are the benefits is is there a time delivery do you guys keep them in a do you make them go to six uh, 30 seconds or mm-hmm. 60 seconds or what is your idea of the perfect time length uh for for pitching can we do a mock pitch? <laughs> yeah, normally we do it in 30 seconds, but okay. but the pitch depends. That's like the elevator pitch, right? Mm-hmm. The pitch depends who are you talking to and how you have to think how much time do you think that person has. Right. Because it's different if you are in an elevator like that's what the the whole thinking is like you have to impress somebody from when you go from one floor to the next right. one you got from 10 to 8 yes right? <laughs> yes so not necessarily and and that's a good way to prepare and think what are you bringing to the table right and why is important for that person that is going to listen what you are saying right and then if you engage them then you can then you can speak for an hour if they have the time, right? But it's important that in 30 seconds they can say who they are, what's the value they provide, 
who are they providing that value and why is relevant for that person in front of them absolutely absolutely um you guys should practice that practice it at home if you got a business tell me about your business i can tell you about a lot, a lot of businesses in in two floors going in the elevator uh i do it a lot here you yes. know hey what's your name man curtis where are you from uh, the neighbor project you know the neighbor project is a hud approved housing agency here to help assist the families in aurora and uplift households through positive incomes Bing! Yeah. The door opens up and then you just get off, you know? <laughs> um, and then you sign the contract. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Take me out to lunch. Um, all right, so uh, 9.20 is the time. Good morning to Carmen Ramirez, Gabriela Garcia. Good morning to you. Heather and Matt Rainey, uh, our dear friends, uh, Rent-A-Chef, great people. Ruby Sue, Jen Mendoza, she says, hello, Minerva. Hello, Jen. And uh, Juan Cayetano and the Woodcrafters. Shout out to the Cayetano family. God bless you all. Wishing you a successful week out there. Well, thank you very much much alicia han our friend of birth to five illinois says finding a community or creating one if there isn't one there is vital for anyone to thrive and i agree with that nancy ortiz good morning to you um okay now where can um where's your office located and do you take uh, walk-ins or what's the best way to get in contact with yourself and what is your contact information Yes, uh, the office is in 43 West Galena Boulevard okay. uh, in Aurora, mm -hmm. Illinois. My phone number, I never remember. So it's 630-246-7831. Okay. I need to look it in my uh, cell it's phone. It's all right. <laughs> it's better than not having a yes, number. Yes, the way <laughs> to do appointments <laughs> is uh, they, if you're a new client, you need to fill out an intake form. Uh, and then you can find a spot uh, in our calendars so you can send me your email a text or call me mm -hmm. and then we can set up an appointment okay um now if we could alex you put the flyer back up there one more time i want to detail to these wonderful people what they can expect coming up and some of the other um uh important details so now who should attend aspiring child care entrepreneurs licensed home providers under two years in business and child care center providers under two years in business as well. So the upcoming winter 2024 cohort is going to um, start February 8th. It will go into March 24th every Thursday, 1 p.m. to 3 p.m. And the application deadline is February 6th, which is coming up. Bottom right-hand corner of your screen is the QR code scan. Also, the website is www.wbdc.org. Bottom left-hand corner of this fantastic flyer is learn more and apply today. The direct link to sign up and apply is right there. The deadline for applications, once again, is February 6th. Six-week virtual business cohort. Rise up and start your child care business. The time is 9.23 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We have a brand new time for you guys 9 a.m to 10 a.m you know what's crazy so many of y'all for so long were like curtis i would watch the show if it was a little bit later and now i see you in here <laughs> good morning to you josie mendoza geller gloria gerardo good morning to you and Luz elena brambella guerrero as well so um with the um uh with a little bit of time that we have um to go here when we the rise of child care is the way to is the starting point yes elevate is the next level yes is that how the yes. best way to look at it yes um now we we were detailing rise up can we preview when the next elevate is coming do we know that already or i mean you're coming back to talk to us about it but um when 
Will Elevate start? And how does Elevate assist with this? Elevate, I think, is in April or May. I don't have it right in top of here, but I will send it to you. Okay. It's it's coming up as well. Because you've been on the show to detail about the Elevate cohort as well. Um, Elevate cohort has always been um, fantastic. So many of our friends seem to get a lot out of it as well. Yes. Um, So we will be happy to share that when the time is right. Yeah, Elevate is the one that we focus on. You you are ready to grow. Mm -hmm. What do you need to grow to the next level? Right. And that is normally for the child cares, home daycares. Uh, it's moving from a house to a center. So that's the focus on that one. Okay. Now, I noticed that uh, licensed home providers with under two years in business are encouraged to attend. Does the WBDC help in the licensing procedure? We give you, no, we don't help in the licensing procedure. That's state of Illinois. Yes. Sure, okay. Yes. Okay. But we tell them what are the steps they need to do. Okay. All right. The good thing about our cohorts is that they get the, their credits. When you are a home daycare or a childcare center, you need education credits with gateways. So they can provide us our their gateway number and they will get their credits. Gateway? Yes. What's gateway? It's an organization that tracks the um the education okay. that the child care providers need to have. Oh, okay. All right. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, this dynamic program offers comprehensive training on key business topics, personalized one-on-one advising, and graduates are eligible to fulfill a significant portion of their annual accreditation requirements. That's it. So the this, credits. Yeah, this is, hold on, let me take a look at this. <laughs> oh, yeah, this is it. This is the one. This is it right here. Uh, I encourage you guys to sign up for this six-week virtual business cohort with Rise Up, or rather called Rise Up, Start Your Child Care Business, uh, presented by the WBDC, the Women's Business Development Center, WBDC.org. As mentioned, 43 West Galena is where the main office for the WBDC is at. Um, that is in the uh, in the parking deck along the grotto, right across the street from the, uh, from Wabanzi Community Correct. College. Correct. From Wabanzi Community College. Um, how long have you been with the WBDC? Three years. Three years. Yes. Um, and in that time, what would you say has been your biggest achievement or success? What makes you What makes you happy? What's the What's been the feather in your cap? The I think the what makes me very very happy is the partnerships we have mm-hmm. with different different organizations that have similar missions and goals that is helping the community grow Mm -hmm. like you like the city of aurora oh yeah we locked in we locked in that's for sure (laughs) like the (laughs) the, all the three chambers of commerce like invest aurora uh so those relationships the the way we have been building and working in partnership working together to help entrepreneurs um to see my clients succeed that is, I, uh, that makes me happy every day. Good. Every day I learn, so, learn something new, and I think my biggest achievement is seeing my clients grow. Good, good. Um, we are proud supporters of the uh, Women's Business Development Center, so we're happy uh, to have them on the show and also share their information all the time. Once again, wbdc.org is the website that you need. Uh, we encourage you guys to sign up. Once again, the application deadline is February 6th. When do you see the flyer posted, we encourage you to share.
Right now, we're going to go to a commercial. We want to thank Minerva very much for her time and get ready to see more of Minerva and the WBDC here on our show in many different forms and many different programs and initiatives. Our next guest will be coming up after this short break. We'll see you on the flip side. Imagine what's possible when a city makes an unprecedented investment, a commitment that reshapes a city's landscape forever, that equalizes economic opportunity, elevates education for all, empowers businesses, inspires collaboration between institutions, improves public services, and enhances the lives of every resident. Now, imagine that city is ours. We know it's possible because other cities have done it. Places like Longmont, Colorado, a community that leveraged its investment in municipal electricity and upgraded its substations to create a 17-mile fiber loop, delivering critical connectivity to the city's institutions, organizations, and small businesses, achieving an incredibly high adoption rate. And in Far Texas, a border town of 80,000, voted the least connected city in America, invested in 700 miles of fiber, delivering broadband managed services that are enriching residents' lives. Cities, towns, and regions are stepping up all over America. There is no question that Aurora can and deserves to be America's next great smart city. But it's up to us. We have a responsibility we can't ignore to see everyone living in our city, regardless of economic status, having broadband services that are simple, efficient, safe, and powerful. Imagine children having safe internet access anywhere never needing to connect outside of a fast food restaurant. Imagine every building in every neighborhood and retail outlet, new and old, modernized, intuitive, secure. Imagine exciting subscribers with the ultimate broadband experience and giving parents control over all of it. Imagine Deploying cyberbullying protection that notifies parents throughout Aurora that their kids are being bullied and providing resources to protect them. Imagine a city with first responders seamlessly connected and with safer public spaces. Can you see this smart city? Can you see our future? We do. Aurora is ready for world-class connection that serves our residents, that helps businesses grow and unifies our community. Let's take this opportunity to give all of our residents, businesses, and community organizations the advantages that come with unrivaled broadband infrastructure and services. Let's come together and deliver a world where digital equity creates a city that is smarter, safer, and sustainable for generations to come.
All right. Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. The time is 9.32 a.m. and you are back watching and listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Our first guest was Minerva Kalatayud, once again, of the Women's Business Development Center, talking about the virtual child care cohort called Rise Up. Our second guest today is Brenda Rogers, realtor and also candidate for Kane County Recorder. How are you feeling today? I'm good. How are you? All right. Good to see you. You too. Um, this is Brenda's second time on the show. So this is um, this is a rehash, right? Yes. yes. <laughs> We're back again. Um, so before we get started, um, congratulations to you and happy new year. My first time seeing you all year. Mm-hmm. You okay. too. Yep. Thank yep. you. Um, so you are... Um, you're currently running for Kane County Recorder. Yes, that's correct. Um, for those who are unfamiliar, what are the duties of Recorder? The Recorder's office is the keeper of land records in okay. the county. So, uh, plat of survey, when people buy and sell a property, it records the deed, make sure that uh, it's correct. Um, and for our military veterans, it keeps a copy of their DD-214s mm-hmm. if they file in the county. So it's a okay. keeper of land records. Okay. Now, um, when it comes to that keeping of records and um, your background as a realtor, mm-hmm. um, uh, tell us how that ties in and how and what makes you the str- a, a strong candidate. Well, um, as you mentioned, I'm a realtor. I've been a realtor for a little bit over 30 years. So I think that um, places me in a strong position for the position. Uh, I've worked with developers. I've been a developer. Um, I have worked with um, uh, people who have bought uh, single-family homes, empty nesters, first-time buyers. I cover the gamut, commercial. So I'm experienced. I'm, um, I, have, I know the terminology. Um, and I think that uh, also is a, a key reason to uh, for me to be in that office um, because of my experience and my background. What makes a strong recorder? Um, I think someone who has experience. Okay. Not just um, in the field, but also life experience. Um, as I said to you before when I was here, um, I during 2008, I... Um, owned three homes and I was able to, when the market crashed, I was able to sell one home and I lost one in a foreclosure. Credit went to kapoops. Um, So I think uh, being an elected official for me and the people that I've talked to, and I've talked to many people up and down the Fox Valley area and the Chicagoland area, I think an elected official should be someone with experience um, through trials and tribulations and testimonies. I mean, just as the Bible, um, God uses those who have been through things, who have, uh, who, who can be a testimony of his goodness. So I think uh, an elected official also should be someone who has a testimony, um, who has, who can relate to people. Kane County at that time, when the market crashed, um, we were the second highest county for foreclosures. So I can empathize and I know what people are going through because I've been through it. Um, When COVID happened, uh, I had, I had not relatives, I had um, clients calling me who were living in hotels. We had, King County had hotels full with people who could not afford the rent. So not only do I have experience in, in, um, what so many people um, have experienced, again, business owners lost businesses in 2008, but I'm also out there talking to people. So I am firsthand on the grounds, knowing what's going on in the community. And I think that's what also makes um, someone a great representative of their constituents or, or of the, um, 
the people that will be voting for them. It's someone um, who's determined, who does the work, and who's out there talking to everyone. I communicate with business owners. I communicate with uh, first-time buyers. I communicate with uh, those who are less fortunate, who are homeless. And I, uh, with my job and my um, willingness to help people, I'm always talking to people, trying to find out what their needs are. When you so you've you've um, you've been doing the canvassing of the door knocking. Yes, correct. Uh, when you do knock on those doors, do you find that folks know even that what the Kane County Recorder does? That there is a Kane County Recorder that we've had. You, do, do you find that people are familiar with the position, or are they uh, are they new to it? Uh, this is my third time running for this for, the, for this position. Okay, uh, I don't believe in giving up. So that's why I'm running a third time, and I, again, I think I'm going to I'm going to be a great recorder. Uh, no, we don't give up. Yeah, no. we don't give up. We just haven't won yet. Yes. So, but as I knock on doors uh, each time, a lot of people, I would say, probably eight to nine out of ten, are not familiar with the recorder's office. They're not familiar with the duties of the recorder. Right. Um, and that's one of the things that I want to do is bring awareness to the position. Some people think it's not important, but I think as an elected official, it is our duty to make sure that the public knows what um, their elected officials are doing and what the duties are. Um, and I um, campaigned on that before, and I'm campaigning on that again to, to bring awareness to the position, especially to our seniors and our military veterans, um, but also include everyone. Right. Um, now, uh, time is 9.37. Mariah Eliza Ortiz, good morning to you. Danny Calderon says kids are in school, nice and quiet, perfect time. Thank you very much. He's ready to go. Um, <laughs> now, in in the running, um, in the running for a recorder, mm -hmm. as you mentioned, uh, this is your third, third time, time running. running. Third time running. Um, what, have the less, what are the lessons that have been learned with, uh, with, each, with each run? Well, um, I can honestly say that the things that I ran on, the current recorder has implemented those things after uh, my race. Um, the first time I ran on that the website was totally outdated. Mm -hmm. It had been years, or the website looked as if it had been years that it had been updated. And after um, that race, she updated the website. Uh, the second time I ran, I ran on the lack of diversity in the office mm -hmm. and the fact that the uh, forms were not in Spanish um, after the election. And she placed, and, and, I, and I should have said when I ran that the instructional forms were not in Spanish. They were only in English. Sure. So after the election, she uh, put those forms in Spanish. And she's hired uh, two people of two people of color uh, since then. So I know that uh, she's hearing what I'm saying, and that I am uh, correcting what I'm doing because she's implemented those things. Okay. Uh, the time is 9:39 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. We are here with Brenda Rogers, candidate for Kane County Recorder. Um, you're originally from Cleveland, Mississippi. Cleveland, Mississippi, the Delta. The Delta. The Delta. <laughs> <laughs> um, are are there? What's the? What's this, are there any similarities whatsoever between the Cleveland, Mississippi experience and the Aurora, Kane County experience? Um, I think um, I was a kid when I was there, um, but it was a close knit community. Everybody knew each other. My grandparents. Um, 
owned a cafe. Uh, my grandmother was very active in the civil rights movement. Um, so everybody knew us and our family. Um, and I think in Kane County, what I found in the communities and in, in the various uh, towns, it's a it's a close knit um, community. A lot of them are close knit communities, and people know each other. People look out for each other. Mm-hmm. People help each other. Um, so I think those are um, some of the similarities. Good, good. Yeah. And then um, also, you hold a bachelor's degree from Judson U- University, excuse me, with a major in management and leadership. Correct. All right, all right. Now, when did you um, when did you um, uh, become a um, realtor and, and tell us about your, your journey as a um, realtor? Well, I was a single parent. I have, I have one daughter and I wanted a, at that time I didn't have a degree. So I wanted a uh, career that would allow me uh, the opportunity to make a decent income mm-hmm. for her and to send her to college um, and to be able to attend some of her school functions. So I, when I, actually when I was in high school, I did a research paper um, on real estate. And I decided from there to um, go into uh, real estate. So I got my license and I think my daughter was a um, sophomore in high school when I got my license. And so, it al- no, she was younger than that, I'm sorry. Um, so I, it allowed me to be able to do all those things to make a decent living for her, as well as um, attend some of her school functions. I, I'm, I'm, so I, um, let's see, so I, I did that. And um, what else did I do? Um, and I've been doing it for a, a long time. Um, my Judson, I went back to school after I put my daughter through school. Mm-hmm. I felt that it was important for me to have an education um, if I wanted to and try to encourage my nieces and nephews to go to school. Right. So I wanted to be an example for them. So I was an adult that returned back to school many, many years later. Uh, and I, I haven't regretted it. So Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Now, when does voting start? Early voting starts February 8th. Um, And that is in Aurora and Geneva. Then um, uh, countywide, early voting starts March 4th. And then Election Day is March 19th. Now, I'm asking everyone to please get out and vote for me because I do have a primary. And if I do not make it through the primary, then I won't be on the ballot uh, for November. Uh, the, the the November election, which the president is on that ballot. And the president will be on this ballot, but he doesn't have, I don't believe he has a uh, a primary. So, no, he doesn't. So, yes. Okay. All so. right. Um, now, we've we've taken great pains to um, explain to folks um, voting mm-hmm. and early voting and to share the uh, King County um, voting information mm-hmm. when we find at different initiatives, town halls, and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would like to hear from Brenda Rogers for the folks. Um, explain the importance of voting. Well, uh, I mean, you always hear that it's our right to vote. You know, people died for that right, uh, and that is all true. But I, I tell individuals, get to know the candidate who is on the ballot. Uh, call them up, talk to them if you have some some concerns. But it is very important for you to be able to voice your opinion and to know that the person that you are voting for is right for you. Um, So my my views are I voted in every election. I'm a, I'm a Democrat, a diehard Democrat. I believe in the party. I've helped many, many candidates get on the ballot and stay on the ballot. 
Uh, I don't know if I shared this with you before, but I was the first person to ever take Michelle Obama out to campaign for Barack when he ran for U.S. Senator. Really? Yes. Um, and so I've been out there on the battlegrounds for the Democratic Party for decades. Uh, here's the thing. That, now, I'm having a good moment right now because this is one of the things I've always loved about interviewing people. You lit up. Uh-huh. You, you lit up when you... Tell me about that experience. Oh, wow. It was, um, I had, I, Barack used to come to Elgin, and he came up, well, actually, I met him, uh, uh, Pastor Causey in Elgin. She um, asked me to go to her, go with her to an event in Chicago. Okay. So I said yes, and Barack was speaking, and that was the first time I heard him speak. So then the next day, a girlfriend of mine called me up and said, Brenda, I want you to go to this event with me in Elgin. And guess who was there? Barack. So he's like, I just saw you yesterday. And so, <laughs> and so I said, Get yeah. Get used to it, bro. Yeah. <laughs> so he came out to Elgin. He came out to Dundee uh, a couple of times. And when it was coming closer to the election, I called up uh, Brandon Johnson, uh, who was the mayor, mayor of Chicago. Okay, yeah, yeah, Chicago um, yeah. Well, actually, I called up uh, Barack's, uh, someone else that I knew. Mm-hmm. And then I called Brandon. Um, and I said, we got to get Barack out here. Again, you know, because then he was getting name recognition. Sure. And he said, Brenda, he's not going to come. People are not coming to see him. And I said, okay. I said, well, let's get Michelle out. I said, you know, I'll, we'll do a girl's thing. I said, I have a friend of mine who was the late Judge Robinson, Renee Robinson, out of Aurora. She was running for state's attorney. I said, we will, uh, I'll get her out and we get Michelle out and we'll do a woman's thing and we'll go out and we'll campaign. And they said, we like that idea. So let let us talk to her and yeah. see what she say. And so he got back to me and he said she agreed. Um, but they had been talking to her about campaigning for him because you know she didn't want him to be in politics. That's yes, yes. Right. So, she wrote um, that in her book. Yes. So she she came out. I took her to some churches. She came out the following Sunday. I took her to some churches. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to go eat at a restaurant in Elgin uh, breakfast, and no one knew who she was except for Mr. and Mrs. O'Neill. They were the only two when I and when I introduced her, they were like, oh, um, so then Renee uh, brought her to Aurora and entered and brought her to the churches after that. Mm. So, yeah. So that was the experience. She's a very, very nice person. Very down to earth. Uh, very sincere. Right. And yeah. She grew up in Hyde Park. Yes. Which is a very down to earth place. Yeah. Um, so now. Uh, so the time is 946 a.m. I did want to just double down on those dates, though. So February 8th is early voting in Aurora and Geneva and Geneva. OK, and then uh, February. What was the second date? No, uh, March 4th, March 4th, March 4th. Yes, excuse me. It's countywide early countywide voting, early voting. OK, um, ladies and gentlemen, time is 946 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Our guest today is Brenda Rogers, candidate for Kane County Recorder. And this is Brenda's second time on our show. Boy, the last time you were on the show was so long ago. Yeah, <laughs> was, uh, yeah. That was Gremlin Studio Days. Yes. Gremlin Studio yeah, Days. Yeah. Um, OK, now when we. um so I want to just read a little bit more for your bio. You've worked with business developers, residential buyers and sellers, commercial owners, renters, both residential and commercial as mm-hmm. well. Navigating those relationships, forging them, sustaining them, maintaining them. Um, how has that been on an individual basis? Because it seems like that's something that would be getting stronger and you, you would be required more of you as Kane County Recorder. So you have the you have the bandwidth for it now. Are you ready for those 
extra yeah. strong relationships. And, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I've sat on many boards mm-hmm. um, throughout my career. Um, I've had some great mentors um, that have taught me some ropes. Uh, so, yes, I'm ready. Okay. Yeah. Now, um, when and if elected, how long is the position for? It's four years. Four-year position. Yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Now, the process, um, the process of running and things like that um can you give people a a sense of of what's that like for the novice you know filing and um and the canvassing and everything like that well first of all you have to um file your petition you have well you have to knock on doors in order to get your petitions signed you, uh each uh, position requires a certain number of, of signatures. Uh, this time around, we needed 450. Okay. And I personally, myself, knocked on over 1,200 doors. I turned in, I think, a little bit over almost 1,800 signatures. Wow. Um, and knocked on over 1,200 doors. So, and then once you get your petitions um, signed and you get the number that's that you're happy with uh, above the, the requirement, then you have to get them notarized. And your party, whether uh, the Democratic Party has notaries, mm-hmm. or you can go to a local currency exchange or your bank and get them notarized, or if you have a friend that's a notary, they can notarize them for you. Then you put them, so you put a packet together. It has to be in a certain order. Um, you put that together. Um, and then you go and you stand in line and you file. I fi- I was there the first day and I got there at 4:52 in the morning. I was the second person in in the lot. There was a truck parked a little bit back, uh, but he didn't file. So I was actually the first person <laughs> in line, and I mean the first person in the parking lot and the first person in line. Ooh. Uh, it was a cold Squared morning. Squared away. Squared yes, away. Ready. I love it. Ready. <laughs> ready. ready. Yes. Um, and then after that, you start knocking on doors again um, to let people know that you made it, that you made it on the ballot, reaching out to family and friends. Um, and then you just continue to door knock and meet people and tell them uh, your qualifications and tell them why you think that you should be the person mm-hmm. uh, that they elect. Um, and you continue that until Election Day. All right. Uh, time is 950. Is there enough youth participation in politics? I don't think so. Um, and I'm not sure why there isn't, but I don't think, I don't think there is enough. What can we do Um, to boost that? Well, we can reach out to our youth and then when we reach out to them, we can also be welcoming to them. Um, and, and, and when I say reach out, you can go to, uh, you know, community colleges, you can see what other, what other organizations they belong to. Um, and reaching out to them that way and telling them the importance of voting right. um, and and trying to encourage them to vote. Um, in your opinion, what is Aurora's biggest, or uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Kane County's biggest strength? I think our diversity in our people. Um, it's you. I've often heard people, uh, I substitute teach sometimes, mm-hmm. not, not often. Um, but one of the things that I hear teachers say, and I, and I see it in the classroom, is a diversity. Um, you want to grow up in a, your kids to grow up in a society where it's preparing them for the rest of their lives. Sure. And so um, I think our diversity is our, our, one of our strongest points because they're going to, as they 
get older and go into the workforce, they're going to be uh, surrounded by different people right. um, and faced with different um, cultural differences. And if they learn that at a young age, or and start, that prepares them right. for their future. So I agree. No, that's um, strong words, positive words. I think the mm-hmm. I think the exact same thing. Yeah. I want to, um, you know. At is it Mr. Cunningham of Kane County? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, after voting, I read what he says, and he's consistently mentioned how dismal some of the uh, participation mm-hmm. is, and and things like that when, when it comes to voting. And at the same time, we have a um, a young population mm-hmm. that is motivated by the issues. Mm-hmm. So it is interesting to see the the care about the issues, but mm-hmm. yet the lack of participation. And myself and your, you know, and other people mm-hmm. are always constantly wondering, like, how we can thread that needle yeah. and get those young people in, engaged. Um, and that's also why I asked about do people know about Recorder? Because I, I'm, I'm a firm believer that the more you get exposed to seeing to something and mm-hmm. someone, then you'll become familiar with it and everything like that, too. Right. So um, I do think that's important. Right. Um, time is 9.52 a.m. So um, let's play a little game here. Can I add something real quick? Yeah, absolutely. Sure. One of the things that I did when I was on Elgin City Council is I was the first council member to go out. I call them little coffees. And I would go out and I would talk to the residents. And I was the first one to ever do that that wasn't up for election. And when I when I called the different neighborhood groups to talk to schedule the appointments, they're like, wow, when are you up? Right. And I'm like, two, three years. And they're like, no one else has ever come to us and talked to us right. when it they, when they weren't running. So I did it then, and I will do it once I'm elected. I really believe that an elected official should give their all and make people aware of what they're doing. Right. And I believe that in anything that you do, even though the recorder's office, it's not the state statute to go out and make people aware of the duties, but I believe that as an elected official, it is our duty to go above and beyond for the people. State statute being something that's mandated, yes, yes, mandating yes. you to do that. Correct. Okay, okay. Right. Um, do you have any upcoming events? I have a fundraiser. Okay. Um, I have a fundraiser February 8th. It's in Elgin, uh, 488 uh, Lincoln Avenue, Unit B, and it's from 530 until 7. Okay. And I do have... Um, Two forms, but don't rec- I don't ask me the dates. I, I think one is February 29th, okay. and that's in Batavia, I believe. And the other one is the Elgin form, and the date is slipping me right now. So yeah, it's all good. Yeah. yeah. Um, now you, um, you are a, men- a member of Elgin City Council. Correct. What was that experience like? Oh wow, it was it was it was rewarding. Um, I remember when I ran, a young lady. She gave me $5, and she said to me, this is all I have, but I believe in you. And that, it stayed with me, because I still remember. I still remember the lady who gave that to me. You know, it was, it was like in the Bible when you give your, you, the, the, what all you have mm-hmm. or everything that you have. It wasn't, I mean, all of the, the donations mattered, but she gave me her almost her very last. Mm-hmm. She said, this is all that I have. So that experience was very rewarding for me because I did a lot of great things when I was on Elgin City Council. Um, we were in the middle of keeping a bo- letting a big box store leave our community. And I went out and I talked to the, the store manager to find out what the um, 
tax revenue that we were bringing that they were bringing in currently to the city and what was the projected what uh, the number of employees that they currently hired that lived in Elgin mm-hmm. what were the projected and the money of the amount of money uh, scholarships they gave to non for profits and scholarships they gave to kids who worked there once I gave my figures and I said to my colleagues I said we can't control uh, where people shop, but what we can control is whether or not we keep these tax dollars in our community. True. And my colleague, uh, Bob Gilliam, he said, we're going to table this for two weeks. And he came back and we passed it and allowed them to move. So I'm one of those who really believe in doing my homework and um, doing what you know the, the community wants and what's best for the community. So I, I tell people our efforts kept a big box store in our community and we're still generating jobs because since then we have a lot of businesses in that corridor and people are employed from our community. Yeah. So I think that's what an elected official should do is uh, their work should still continue in the community long after they're gone. We were uh, we create we uh, built two fire stations and I was instrumental. I would call the the residents uh, when we got a little sleepy about building that fire station because we needed it. I said, you know what? If you guys don't put the heat on us, we're not going to build that station. Right. And so we got both of those fire stations built during the time that I was on city council. Um, I brought back the summer youth job program for kids whose parents were below income, made sure AID, adult individual development, received refurbished computers, as well as a daycare center that was for low-income mothers. So did a lot of wonderful things for the community. Um, When During that time, the market was starting to crash and we were doing a lot of developing. I went out and I talked to the um, sales agents to find out why you know why their properties wasn't selling at the rate that we thought they should mm-hmm. and I relayed that information to to my colleagues so I have always been uh someone that again goes above and beyond to uh in anything that I do and but you're also been, the first person in line when it comes to being on time yeah. <laughs> <laughs> very well said um time is uh 9:58 a.m. um so I want to thank Brenda for coming back on the show Thank you. Uh, it's very much appreciated. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's uh, very good to, to see you again. Um, now, how can people find you online? Well, I'm on Facebook, Elect Brenda Rogers, King County Recorder. My website should be up uh, this evening. Um, and you can always call me. Okay. Uh, my phone number is 847-630-8614. If you have any questions about my background, if you want to help door knock or a phone bank, please reach out to me. All right. All right. Um, So thank you guys very much for watching. This has been a fantastic episode of Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Excuse me. The time is 9.58 a.m. Once again, we are at a brand new time here at ACT um, Studios, ACTV Studios, excuse me, from 9 a.m. to 10 a.m. Your favorite morning show is here for you always. Don't forget to check us out on Twitch, YouTube as well, and the ACTV website, which you can go to on the city's website as well. Uh, We will return on Wednesday with another fantastic episode for you guys. And do not forget that our sister program, Buenos Dias Aurora, airs tomorrow and Thursday. Once again, I want to say thank you very much to Brenda Rogers, candidate for Kane County Recorder. I encourage you as always to vote, take part in your community, and be part of the change that we all want to see. Be blessed. Take care of yourself and each other.
to 9 a.m. Mm -hmm.